Get your comics, yeah. Get your comics. What? Are you hawking comics now? Yep, get your comics, yeah. Step right up, get your comics. All right, well, I I, uh, I already got them. They're right here. I've read them already. Good. 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 Great, because if not, we wouldn't have an episode. That's very true. So we're, so we're talking about this week's new comics. Three of them. Three of them. I really liked them. Yeah, they were pretty good. I was really excited. There was some shifts. I gave them to you in the order that I read them, and there might have been some shifts. Some shifts? You know, like... Oh, and in your favorite. Yeah. I see. Interesting. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. Get your comics here. And uh, we're talking about new comics for... What day did they come out? What's yesterday? July 28th. July 28th. Wednesday, New Comic Book Day. New Comic Book Day, Wednesday. It's funny because I had gone to the comic shop on Monday. I don't normally go to the comic shop no. twice in one week. No. When I showed up on Monday, Chris was like, "What? what's wrong? What are you doing here? What's happening? What are you like? What? What? It's like I didn't get my comics from last week. And then now to get them again, it's been comic overload. I've been feeling good. Comic overload. In the best way. All right. So we're talking Wolverine Cable, the final cable. The final cable. And Sword. Yeah. Before we get in, I got some Marvel Legends stuff to talk about. Oh. I think you know it. I mean, first of all, I just want to, I'm looking at it from over here. We got the trading card variant of X-Men number one. Oh, yeah. Officially becoming the most variant copies of a single issue that I own. X-Men number one, 2021. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's happening now? Well, I also then subscribe to the trading card variant at the shop so I can get the... So you're telling me you have how many copies of X-Men number one now? Four. And you didn't get the Trial of Magneto variant cover? The the variant cover with the helmet and the... Oh, that was X-Factor 10. Yeah, but you didn't get that one? No, I didn't because get you one. thought too many variant covers. Well, it was a variant. It wasn't necessarily a variant. It was also a second printing. So it's like, and and also I'm recognizing. What exactly makes it different? <laughs> what exactly is the difference? It doesn't really matter. It really only matters if you're planning on selling it, which I don't. Or you just want to look at it, which I do. All right, I'll go see if it's still there. But I doubt <laughs> it's still there. I'm I'm also I'm just recognizing the fact that I bought my fourth variant of a single comic. I almost bought another variant. I bought almost bought the sword variant that we talked about and I posted from Ivan Chavrin. I I almost it was just Which one is that? That one. With everybody, the team shot and doom underneath. Oh yeah, that is cool. But not cooler than Magneto. So <laughs> just saying. Anyway. So Marvel Legends news. Marvel right? Legends so, yeah, news. Yeah, there is the fact that that's set up and I just love that setup. If you haven't seen the setup that Justin did uh, replicating the Cyclops trading card trading variant, card variant uh, with the Cyclops Marvel Legend figure, head to our Instagram and check that out because it's pretty dope. Or our Twitter or Facebook page. Or our Twitter or our Facebook page. Because I post it everywhere. On all the social the meds at the Ex-Wife Podcast. But otherwise, on Wednesday, same day as New Comic Book Day. um, The most glorious day. 
There was a Fan First Wednesday where Hasbro did some reveals. Hasbro Pulse did some reveals of an upcoming wave or you know an assortment. Primarily the wave two of the Disney Plus Marvel series. Which had the most amazing Captain Carter what if figure. Which basically I a Wilder am, Moves action figure, as everyone has. As I mean, it. like honestly, the most fantastical, like I don't know, honor I've ever felt in my whole life to have multiple people say that it was a wild Wilder Moves action figure. Um, what? So of course, of course, I had to alter my Captain Carter costume that day. Yeah. To, uh, you know, make it match the figure. Yeah, that was, have some, a photo shoot. that was some last minute alterations. That was like, okay, I know once in my life I dressed up as Ginger Spice. So I know basically I had a dress that had the flag on it and I altered the dress to shrink the pattern and make it a shirt instead of a dress. Voila. Mm. Other reveals were just other figures from that wave, which mm-hmm. are pretty cool. It went up for pre-order today. And we got them. I got the Captain Carter. Of course. I got the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I got Sylvie. Nice. I didn't end up getting the zombie cap. And I, I think that's okay. I feel like I should. Uh, it is the one that is two per case, so it should be around. This other is thing, true. Other thing more X-Men relative that was announced was the binary Captain Marvel from the Brood Saga. Ooh. I'm very excited about, but I'm not excited about having to hunt it down in Walgreens because that is a journey. <laughs> that is a journey. And the last thing that I'll say about Marvel Legends, because okay. this isn't a Marvel Legends podcast. It's Justin, not. Relax. It's definitely and, you know, not. We gave you one episode. Now you're going off the you're rails. going crazy. Just talking all about the Marvel Universe. But Hasbro is trying to drum up support for that Galactus figure. That oh, Haslab figure. Are they not getting the... Well, I mean, they're they still... They reached their minimum? No, not yet. Oh. <gasps> There's, it's until the end of August. Okay, but that's only a month. I mean, people, people, go buy them. You must have it. No, you don't. You don't. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to help you get it. <laughs> Sorry. I still okay. haven't, I, I'm still haven't pre-ordered yet. What? I know. I thought we went through this. I thought we did an Instagram poll we about did. this. The people spoke. And I the just, people said? They said a resounding yes. There were maybe like... 10% that were like, no. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting what for? What are you waiting for? I don't know. I'm just watching it, seeing what else is going to happen. It's just under 10,000. And it needs? 14,000. And it's been going slow. Like, there was a big push at the beginning. They teased what would be the two stretch goals, the first two stretch goal reveals. Not actually showing them, but showing shadows of two six-inch figures of Harold's of Galactus. Oh. This is the Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. And this is Nova. Nova. Wait, Nova was just in something. Nope, not that Nova. This is Nova, well, potentially, it, it, people think that it is. It's Frankie Ray, Nova, the Herald of Galactus, which I'll show you a picture of her. Her. Oh. Cool, 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 cool. All right, that's enough Marvel Legends. Get out of here with your legends. Let's talk about comics. Yeah, Wolverine number 14. Wolverine. All right, so starting off with this cover, I don't know who that is. Is that Who is that floating? I was It's funny. Oh, uh, so a brief side note. Okay. You started Ten of Swords. 
Yes, I did. You are two issues in of the 22-issue epic. <sighs> yeah, two issues it felt like I was reading 47 issues. They were both double-sized issues, which I wasn't aware of until as you were reading it and I was reading along because whenever you're reading something, I'm like, I'm jealous. I want to read it too. <laughs> so the next two issues introduce this character, Solemn. Ah, that would make sense as to when it was like it mentioned Solemn in At this issue when I was issue. like, yeah. what? what? Yeah, so he is... Potentially the Iraqi counterpart to Wolverine. Or at least that's what he's being billed as. So we'll see. All right. But other than not knowing them, you know, I think I think not knowing him, you don't really lose out on a lot in this issue, right? It's only just kind of teased at the end. Yeah. I'm just talking about the cover. I I I didn't know who he was, so But you have a okay, so do you have a curiosity as to who he is? Like are you interested? Do you care? Yes. What do you think about the cover otherwise? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I love this cover. Are you kidding me? I think it's so cool. I mean, it's cool, but you have to understand that I looked at this cover and I had no idea who the person who takes up the majority of the cover is. Wolverine's face takes up the majority of this cover. I disagree, but okay. He's got I didn't so even much notice face. that was Wolverine's face until just now when we were talking about I, it. I guess. <laughs> and now you see, see I, I've mentioned it before. I love layered images, especially on covers. And this is like conceptually layered images. And it also is just the fact that Adam Kubert is back on Wolverine for who knows how long, but this is... You'll take it while you can get it. I'll take it while I can get it. You know, I love a layered shot and this gives it in a very interesting way. It's not your typical cover. And if you don't follow Adam Kubert on Instagram, he posted a kind of work in progress of this cover. So kind of the various stages of him developing this image. Well, would you like to give his handle a shout out? At Adam Kubert. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> go ahead, find him on Instagram. It's pretty easy. All right, shall we? We shall. Page turn noise. Welcome to Madripoor, where your wallet will be stolen and you won't even know it. But Wolverine will. But he'll be like, that was the one, that was the one panel that struck me as odd. It was like the... On the second page? Where well, like, yeah, but he's like, I know what you did, but shh, don't worry about it. I'm yeah, not like, going to tell anybody. But do you shush with the, your finger on your lips like that? Like, it's to the side. All right, you're maybe right. That's a, you're maybe right. that's a picky detail, but when I saw that in the preview image, I was like, what is he doing? What's, what's Wolverine doing? That's more of like a, ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was why I was getting weird vibes from this shot. But I do love how this brings you into Madripoor. I loved I see. I know you said, "Oh, there might be a new order, or whatever." Like, no, this was the best issue. I, that's what I'm saying. Right, but you had me read it first, and generally, you have me read the best issue last. Did you? Okay, so I gave it to you in the order that I read it in. Yes. Which is the order that I presumed it would fall, and there was some shifting in the order after I read it. All right. So go back and listen to your original sentence because you just said I gave it to you in the order I read it, and there may be a shift. So I thought you meant, I don't know what I thought you meant, but not that you th- not that Wolverine was the best. I don't know if it was the best, but it was definitely better than the, the I, I liked all three issues. Here's the thing. This, this one my entire favorite. issue is a Western. Yeah, like, 100%. It's just a Western. It's like, a Western. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's a Western detective murder show. Right, but it's like it, the way that it's both written and drawn, it's its own little nugget story western it's dope i loved it yeah uh honestly i 
go back and forth with Wolverine as a title, but this was probably one of my favorite Wolverine issues easily. And it was a really good issue. I just feel like it gives you so much self-contained juicy nuggets about what this is. Like it brings you, if you don't know anything about Madripoor, it paints the picture of Madripoor. Mm -hmm. And it does it in a really visually interesting way that is also well-written. This is that first page. The This is just what? A typical layout of these boxes, but mm-hmm. then sandwiched between these location shots. It just makes it that much cooler. And in the art, like the image at the top, you see the silhouette of all the people. But the guy who's doing the trick and the kid who's going to steal the wallet, they're in a different color. So it's like, hey, look at these two people. Mm-hmm. And then the kid is the same color. Everyone like is. silhouetted color as everyone else. So then it's like, and now they've blended in. Like they've been lost in the crowd. You don't yeah. know where they went. Yeah. This, it just, it gave me the Wolverine vibe. Like I feel that it's sometimes missing in this comic. And it might've just been like the fact that a couple of issues ago, I wasn't really digging the vampire story that you haven't read. And then <laughs> I don't really like when it's a Wolverine issue, but it's really an X-Force issue. But this this was. I mean, you could argue that this was a Marauders issue, though. Um, I don't know about that. I think the amount of input that you get from spoiler alert Emma <laughs> and Sage are very minor in the overall story, right? right like they but are... his whole drive in this is to find out what happened to the Marauder. Right, but he's doing that in service of Krakoa, really, and as an independent agent. Yeah, I'm just talking about how it fills into. The storyline like it it more serves the marauder storyline than it does the x-force storyline i mean there's a little bit of mention of the other stuff but yeah i don't we'll we'll get to something because i think this is going to lead into and i I really i'm not upset because i liked this issue so much this is going to lead into an x-force issue i believe Mm. i mean that makes sense all right so anyway we see the kid he steals the money wolverine gives him that weird little shush and then we get the Marauder, just blown to bits, a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. And we move throughout the frame as we continue to get the recap of what happened on this boat and everyone's dead. Except for Christian. He's not dead. Right. He's just, you know, concussed and hypothermic. hypothermic. So he's not dead. So whenever he wakes up, hopefully he'll remember something. I mean, I don't think he's going to. Maybe he might. Uh, he might because he did turn. To see the person, but I don't know what he would have been able to... I mean, sometimes concussions do cause, like, memory loss, so maybe, but it also leaves a little bit of, like, whoo-hoo, could he know? So you you said Western, and I agree Western, but I also got a lot of detective vibes. Do you think that Wolverine works as a detective-type character? Yeah, I do. I, but it just feels less detective and more like, um, which still has a detective vibe, but, you know... Like in a Western, the guy who's hired to get to the bottom of like who's been stealing from the farm, you know, like it's still it's in a sense a detective, but it's more like an outlaw detective. who's sure. hired to protect the right town or whatever. Yeah, but I I would agree with what you're saying that that is kind of the detective of the Western. So mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of merge between detective and Western here, especially as we get into further pages, but teased with our corrosive acid blood. Ooh, fox hunt. The Unusual Suspects. Title page. Written by Benjamin Percy. Art by Adam Kubert. Color artist Frank Martin. 
and letters by VCs Corey Petit. I love everything to do with the way Wolverine approaches this this guy on the dock, and he's like, "I know you're lying." Yeah, like, yeah, and just just the narration, the the fact of like it builds so much character about Madripoor as a as an island, as a city, as mm-hmm. a country, or whatever it is, and but. just visually, like the first panel is just just a landscape. It's just the setting harbor master and then all of a sudden the harbor master comes flying through the the door door, yeah it's like it's very cinematic in how it's laid out yeah in and i think that's what gives me more the western vibe you know but well and the cowboy hat yeah that's gonna do it but but it is a lot of the dialogue that gives me that like twangy i don't know i just when i read it in my head i heard like noises and then I got to say, listen, I really like the art in this book. I'm not going to hate on the art. I just don't like the way Emma's drawn. Really? Why? I just... Honestly, I, I'm, before you even go into it, when I saw those boots, I got excited for you. Like, I immediately knew who that was. And Oh, yeah, same. I was like, ooh, Emma, Emma, get it, get it, Emma, Emma, Frost. But then I saw, I don't know, it's just, maybe it's just because she's plain looking. And she's not, where are her boobies? <laughs> she's all business. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. You don't like her outfit is what it is. No, it's not just her outfit. It's it's like even her profile. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of how Emma's drawn, but the rest of it I love. So mm. what can you do? I love and, how her approach is different versus Wolverine's. They even make it a point to call that out. And it's not the only comparison that we get of how different people handle business. And I also like that it is different, but it's not her. Like she's not doing anything to him. She's just taking what she wants. Like she's not torturing him. She could do something to kind of torture his mind to get what she wants. But she's just like, no, I'm just going to go in here and take what I want. Telepathic interrogation. But it feels less like interrogation and more just like telepathic truth serum. You know, she's just like, I'm just going to see what you saw. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this hurts him in any way. Yeah, I guess that's true. I would imagine it doesn't. Christian is my brother. The marauder is my boat. Whoever did this is my future victim. Dun, dun, dun. I shortened it that time. Great flow of story throughout this issue. I just, it's not overly complex, but a lot is established in terms of location and characters and especially Wolverine's feelings towards everything that's going on. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't work for Emma Frost, but I'll let her think that I do. Right. You know, as I continue what I'm doing to figure out what, what happened here. And again, like this setup, establishing shot, a hotel, yeah. and then the guy in the bed, and then ooh, ooh, the doorknobs rattling, and like just just the way. Even those cross panels on the bottom, where you you essentially have this entire full frame condensed into layered on top of each other. Yeah, and it's just like you know you you can read the words and you get the story, but then you stop and you just look at the images, yeah. and it's like it's very cinematic. That's really the yeah. best way I can put it. Uh, that's why I love Adam Kubert's art so much. It, it's just, the, it's the composition of it. It's the way that it brings you into the space and around the frame. Yeah. Even on this other, this opposing page where it slowly punches in on both sides of the strip. Yeah. As you go further and further into this patient and further and further into Wolverine, what he has in his hand. Yeah, that's true. It's really, it's just really well done. And that patient is just giving us 
just a little bit of information, whatever this symbol is, and yeah, well, I mean, he gives us what he knows. He he comes forward with everything, and I I do like we get a lot of flashbacks in here, and I don't mind that because Wolverine's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's trying to get the information as he goes, and it is stylized in a slightly different way, and I think that that's cool. Yes, I do wonder. I want to know, like, okay, okay mummy man but who are you working for like mm-hmm. why you want the diamonds yeah what are you getting out of this he's like oh we want the same thing but why did you want to take it from us you left you seem to leave that out i guess we'll let that slide yeah and i wasn't sure if that had any connection to this next data page of the person that's been set up to fail right so are these per- are these people just hired to then have something bad happen to them yeah maybe but Sage is brought in as a resource, which I, I loved in the first arc in the the pedal cartel mm-hmm. where she was kind of like her the guy in the chair, you know, the, mm-hmm. girl, the girl in the chair for Wolverine. And I would keep it up, too. You know, it's just enough of a connection point to X-Force where it still feels like it's Wolverine's story, but he's got people that have his back. Do you think it's Shaw or do you think it's someone else? I don't think it's Shaw. And the reason why I think it has... Something And we do kind of get a little bit more information later on. The reason why I think it is going to bleed into an X-Force issue is because I think it is Mikhail. And I think it is. But does Mikhail have any relation to the Hellfire Club in Russia? That was the only thing that made me question like who it was. Yeah. And I was kind of thrown off by that by like who is the Hellfire Club in Russia? And is that different from just. And because he said something about he was going to make me. Horse. A horse. And then I was thinking, okay. And then Wolverine said, do you mean a mule? But I'm thinking like a horse as in a knight, as in a chess piece. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Whenever I say an idea that you don't really agree with, you just quietly say, hmm. And then maybe. What do you want me to say? No, I don't know. No, I don't agree with that. Like, yes. Tell me that you don't think that that's what it is. I just feel like it's a it's a language thing. Like I, I don't know. And I, maybe I just don't know what it means, but I don't have like a strong. It's not that I say it when I don't agree with you. It's I say it when I don't have anything else to say. Okay. It's always, it's always Shaw, that butt face. I don't think it's Shaw. All right. Anyway, Sage is doing her thing. She finds out where this mark comes from. And then I instantly thought of you when we got to this part. Like instantly, because I remember when we were reading and everything was settled on Mars and you're like, do you really think you really think it's going to be fine? You really think they're not going to have some something up their sleeve? And I was like, I don't know. And then what? What is this? Who has something up their sleeve? Iraqi. Araco. Oh, well, yeah. They're Iraqi pirates. Right. But I don't think that I'm, I am not entirely remembering what I was getting towards with that with that conversation nothing specific just right. you were just kind of asking do you think they're gonna live in harmony oh or right, do you right. think there there's no, gonna no, no. be i didn't think i didn't think there was ever gonna be harmony with the iraqi people you don't know the entire because you only read the beginning of it but there's, well i'm starting to understand right there's there's just a lot and, and I, you almost get a little bit more context through this guy sevyar blackmore Hmm. but yeah pirates and I didn't know that X-Force knew that Russia had this Cerebro sword. You haven't seen the fact that they take it, I don't believe. Yes, I did. Oh, you did? Because yeah. that's the only time we saw it. Right. Because remember... It was only just described in data. Yeah, it was described. And then the first time we saw it is when he took it. The little Russian doll. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. 
I thought this was an interesting concept of what Sage was saying about was the Terra Verde thing that happened Terra Verde. Mm-hmm. Was that the was that just like a misdirect? Like how in the very beginning of this issue, Wolverine's talking about the shell the, game. The, the game and how that's a misdirect for the kids stealing the wallet. Like was what happened a misdirect to them stealing? And and I feel like maybe you don't remember saying this either, but I feel like you were also talking about how that wrapped up really quickly and it couldn't have been just that. Like they no, had it, to have been up to something else. Well, and especially because the person on the boat said that something should be going down at the, like they knew that something was happening at the gala. I think there's definitely a connection between the boat theft and the Terra Verdean disruption. Cray cray. Oh my God. This is probably, once we get into pirate land, <laughs> the art in this book is literally like, I mean, I love the art in this book, but look I'm at the, this page. This, this, yeah. what is it called when it goes across two? Splash. Splash page. I almost said that and I should have said it because then I would have been right. Like, it's so amazing. Wolverine on his ship staring off and then you see all those pirate ships and the colors and then the lower panel that is like, it's, it's, it's one long image, but it also shows, so it's like the 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 overall is like one long image, but then you see how Wolverine travels through that one long image. So like Wolverine's in every image, but if you took him out of the image, it could just go straight across and just be this one long picture. It's right, but just, it's showing it over time. Yeah. And just the fact that, you know, we're bringing you into a new location, but we get you medium on your hero, wide on the environment, and then close up and then into detail. the action. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's so good. And this, probably my favorite single panel of the issue, just this guy on this little boat thing, tearing things apart. Coming in hot. Yeah. And I love that, you know, you get this battle between the two of them, but it's not like epic. It's not multiple pages long it's just like yeah wolverine it's very much like hey we're gonna fight all right rocks paper scissors like i win you get this you win you get this and then we tie and we fight some sharks yeah and now we drink and just the the relationship between these two as it starts is is kind of funny and yeah amazing and this again takes me back to like it's a duel, right? It's the Western. You stand outside the saloon, you have your little duel, and then you go back inside and you talk business. Yeah. You nurse your wounds with whiskey. With whiskey. And we've got our our tease on the last page. Solemn. Yeah. That's how he lost his nose, apparently. Yeah. I was like, who's solemn? Yeah. He looks creepy. He reminds me of someone, but I can't quite put my finger on it. There's like, was that in The Flash? No. It was in a movie. The girl who's like always vibrating and she disappears and she's on all white. She's like molecularly unstable. Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's the one. <laughs> it was not the Flash. Nope. Terrible freaking Marvel fan I am. I think there was another person similar to that on the Flash. I'm going to say that so that I can save face a little bit. But that's what that's what Solomon reminds me of. All right. Visually, and it looks like he's vibrating. Got blue eyes. All right. What's the cocoon for next week? Next issue. Enemy of my enemy. Not next week. Not next week. Enemy of my enemy. It's my friend. What did you think of this issue? I told you I loved it. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me again. You I know? liked the setup. I liked the vibe. 
I got information without feeling confused. Yeah. I the tone of it was really like consistent. The art was beautiful. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Ooh. I I said in the beginning I've been hit or miss with the series sometimes, but this was a standout issue. Probably one of my favorites of this run. And I would agree the art was fantastic. This is what I was excited about when we were in the hall when they announced this title. They announced Ben Percy and Adam Kubert. Oh, Kubert. yeah. This is the artist that they announced the title with. And the fact that now, you know, obviously he's got other things. He can't do every issue. I understand it. It's just I feel like. You the know, two it, go together really well. Yeah. Like Ben, ben Percy's really writing. understands Wolverine. Because he is Wolverine. Especially, and I feel like there is parts where it gets a little muddled when it's a little bit more X-Force or it's a little, and maybe I just, it's personal against vampire stories. That I was not crazy <laughs> not about the vampire stories. That could be it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I put this issue first primarily because I was really excited about S.W.O.R.D., but it's easily one of my favorite of the three. Yeah. It's my favorite. Top choice. On to and it, yeah. the farewell issue the farewell issue which so you know kind of talking about consistency of creative teams duggan and noto have been the creative team of the entire 12 issues that's dope like i feel like that i just i want that he just wants it i want people are you listening don't sell me on one thing and then swerve me the next give the man what he wants i understand that people need a break or they need more time but maybe build up some more backlog maybe don't (laughs) <laughs> just maybe don't i guess or if you're gonna do it you know i i don't know i don't know how it works just give him what he wants okay so this cover it's the it's other the side, other side yeah. of the face so that's cool i'm gonna miss noto phil noto I, I wonder where he'll go next and what he's his next projects are but he is being interviewed in monday's upcoming x-men monday Ooh, so you might just find out yeah and it's going to be hard to, I already started doing it with the whole creative team. It's going to be hard to talk about this one issue and not talk about the whole series. But uh, I don't think you've, there's been a couple of issues that you haven't read, mm-hmm. especially with the story of like finding the children. I think like you read the beginning of that and then that kind of gets backburnered because Ten of Swords. But I also feel like I don't really need to know. Like I get it. They're babies. Unless I, and then at the end I was like, okay, well. Feels like I missed something there, but it's also pretty apparent what it is. So, well, it's also Strife is basically trying to do Inferno, like like the and, classic Inferno. And let's just talk about for a second when you first see when we get to the page where you first see Strife in this issue. Yeah. Tell me you don't see Batman. <laughs> tell me you don't see Batman. Right. Okay, just wait till we get there because Batman is here. All right, shall we dig in? Page turn noise. Cable, you're relieved of your duty, Cable. So, young Cable said this to old Cable Before when he, he killed him. Extermination. Cir- full circle now, baby. Kind of, sort of. Right into that title page. Summer's End. Shakespeare in the Zark. Which I didn't really... No, I, Googled, I, don't know what's, I, I don't know what's Shakespeare in the Park about it. No. Yeah. What did you Google? Zark. What'd you get? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Jerry Duggan, art by Phil Noto, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. That's the other thing. Phil Noto draws, inks, colors, pop, 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 pop. Okay, well, Justin would like to know what Phil Noto's next job is. What you up to, Phil? So if we could get the answer to that, 
That'd be great. All right. We jump right back into okay, our showdown. Look at him. Don't tell me it's on Batman. <laughs> I don't know. I can see Batman. Is this because of the points and the amount of face that's revealed? Yeah. I just was like, what's Batman doing here? <laughs> <laughs> this is like metal Batman. Yes, exactly. But we jump right back into our showdown, picking up where we ended in 11. But with a little bit of progress, the fact that they're now fighting versus that last splash. Of I actually diving really in. loved that. Yeah. Because at first I was like, what's happening? And then I was like, oh, yeah, the last one ended with Cable just like appearing and being like, what's up, man? I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. Krakoa is coming to you, you dumb clone. I loved it. I loved so much about this fight sequence and the fact that he was like, oh, OK, so you brought your baby version of you and then oh, and your dad oh, and your dad. But wait. There's more. The line from Strife. Hey, now I get to kill you both. Yeah, and I love how happy his face <laughs> He's is so in that excited. moment. He's Even the so demon happy. behind him is like, ah, yeah, killing ya. Yeah, and I, I don't, I didn't understand this exchange between Cyclops and Cable at all. What do you mean? What did he says? Call it. Yep, you're the field leader. Call it. Jam strifing. Oh, okay, nice. What's the plan of attack? Got it. I understand now. Dad's coaching. Oh, dad. I'll handle the bebes. I'll handle the bebes. Okay, so then you see the full team, right? And Domino is like driving. So so when you first look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Domino. Okay. And then... But she's also, I think, shooting off to the side, not looking because she's Domino. She doesn't need to look. She doesn't look. need to look. I'm sorry. I know we've had this conversation about Deadpool, but I'm living for Deadpool. Hey, Shredder. I, like, are you kidding? I, like, I am so for Deadpool being... In these comics, I'm going to maybe like start a petition to allow him on Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him. I'm like, yes, Deadpool. I, I love him when he's written well. I think he's written well in I here. I think he's written very well here. I think he has it, it very much these two issues capture his personality, have great humor and add to his like weird romance with Cable. I just yeah, and I just like him as sort of like he's just in the background and he just says stuff. He literally is in that shot a couple pages in. What am I doing back here? Yeah, I know it's the best. I think I just really like his like fourth wall breaks and yeah. That's Deadpool. It's great. And I think it's this is Esme, right? But yep. he calls her Connie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All these pages are pretty straightforward. We're seeing this big old battle, and I don't mind that. I think that's cool. This is what we've been building to. And Esme and her gun, she's like, ew, guns. Guns are for humans. Guns are human. Deadpool steps in front of her. Guns are so human. That's what she says. And when she jumps off to go into the fight, well, the foreign one has a nice ring to it, too. Yeah. (laughs) You're about to be dead. (sighs) But I do really like this image of... It's oh, it's that's, that's it was great for me in this moment when I looked at this because all I thought of was like our retcon wranglers yeah. episode and yeah. I was like look it's the highlights yeah. from retcon wranglers Cable. I love this page and it just shows you how much story Esme doesn't know at this point Can and I know? also really love this like dual bottom with their little colonial yeah. ponytails yeah. And yeah, making the point that like now Esme Esme understands him so much more because she's seen all of this that he's had to go through. Like she knows why this battle is so important and why young Cable can't stay on Krakoa, why he has to go because he has to be a part of this battle. He has to be adding to this momentum that is fighting back strife in his plans. 
And if he's just chilling on the beach in Krakoa, that's not happening. And again, we're still fighting. We're still going. And there's Domino just a little bit in the corner. She doesn't say anything this entire issue, but she's in a couple backgrounds. Yeah. And Esme, Esme lays that kiss on him. She's like, yes, I love you. Even though we broke up, I love you. And this reveal. <gasps> oh, my God. My heart. The reason why. Like, the, the we, reason- did, we were only dating you because we were babysitting you. You were a mark, and I fell in love with you. You're Yikes. a stupid boy, and you're cute and dumb, and I love it. But, like, also, we were watching you when you were sleeping. <laughs> you didn't <Yep>. know. <laughs> I feel like, so, the fact that this was always intended to be 10 or 12 issues, that was what Jerry said. The whole story about, even one of the points later on as we come back to it, but like I feel like this had always been the ending that he saw. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why he wrote this story to make you care about Young Cable and then to reset the fact that Young Cable's here. Yeah. To bring back Old Man Cable. But I... I'm not an, another another moment of reading where I went, wait, what? That maybe you can say in a different way that will make me understand more. So Esme's talking about now now that she knows she can't have him, she wants him more. And then Jean is just like, I have you, Esme. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of here, Jean. No one invited you to this conversation. I'm in my head. I'm thinking about my own personal feelings. Yeah, I get that. But she's also like... She's probably connecting the full team. They as telepaths are probably connected mentally. So she's feeling what Esme's feeling. And she also uh, is think, Cable's mom. So she's like, hey, girl. I think I it was more you- the let's let's get our feelings together and help the boys finish up mm. was a little bit like. Mm. I guess. But also we're fighting all these demons and you're talking about how you're sad about your boyfriend leaving. So like get your crap together and let's fight these demons. Right. Well, then say that. But Jean wouldn't say something like that. Why not, Jean? Why can't you be more like Emma? Because <laughs> she's Jean. We don't need two Emmas. We got Emma and Jean. They, they and, are different. And Emma Jr., Kate. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. No. Okay. I just. I see what you're saying with that, with like kind of the the ruthlessness of her actions. But I think that there's a lot of other things that are different between the two. Oh of yeah, them. for sure. And I would also consider the cuckoos Emma Jr. That is also a valid point. They're still fighting and then you think, oh no, what's going to happen? He's going to take him down. But no, he's not. Strife's not getting anywhere because those girls are coming to help yeah. the boys. Yeah, this all-out attack on the wannabe Inferno. Strife is essentially trying to create 1980s Inferno, which sacrificed some children to open a portal from a demon dimension to Earth and unleash a horde of destructive monsters. All right, then. That's quite interesting. And uh, then the two cables get real sassy. Yeah. And I'm here for it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, should this work? Like, should Strife have a shot at amnesty? No, you don't get to capture mutant babies and kill them and then go, oh, but I want to come to Krakoa. Right. You know, and the, and the difference between where other people are getting forgiveness for their past actions. Yeah, not what they're doing right now. Currently, right, yeah. We got our wrap-up pages at the end. That death, that that kill shot right through his body. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And then the demons are like, peace out. We can go home. Praise Satan, let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh my God, finally this guy's gone. We roll out. And then, okay, so now we're going to get into the part of the, the book where I was like, okay, I get it. Wait, what's happening? Okay, I get it. Wait, what's going on? Okay. So. Galador. Is this, this is the people who are coming after the sword? Yep. So they're just like, okay, we took care of that. 
So so now we're just wrapping it up. Like, tut, 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 took care of that business. All, this is the wrap-up section. A page for each of the threads that was kind of left well, open. And a couple of teases for what's to come in the future. But then there's this very evident... Look at this necklace. Oh, yeah. No, I see Look it. at this necklace. Pay attention to this necklace. And then they say goodbye. And then Family sad, goodbyes. sad for Jean. Goodbye. I love you, son. And then Cable. Yeah, the note about calling in the marker to Wolverine. So he had won the marker by defeating Wolverine in issue one. Mm-hmm. Nice little bookend. And then we got the give me that garbage arm. Let me give you a good arm. And then he gets the good, good one. Yeah. With some upgrades from Oh man. It's funny that like, young Cable is like, no, but I have questions and you don't know what they are. And old man Cable's like, bro, I'm you. I know what they are. I know what those questions are. I'm also a telepath. So, you know. So it's fine. You want to know if Krakoa is forever, if you'll see her again, if she wants to see you again, if we get to win against Strife and on and on and on. You know? And then next page. Just, but hold on. The, look, kid, the Krakoan age changed everything for the better. And you changed the future for the better. So... Back to what I'd been saying last issue when Cable emerged from the egg on Krakoa. Like, I want to know what he knows. Clearly, he knows a lot. Yeah. So then this next page with clearly Esme. Yes. Okay. They're together. Look at my necklace. I'm holding it out as a as a reference. Did you want to go back and look at that other panel so you can get this clue? I mean, yeah, it's pretty. But it's is, pretty this, is this old man Cable? Yes. Or is this... Young Cable grown up. Well, they're the same person. So this But is, is this old man Cable who, who like, do you know what I'm asking? It's a time paradox. I know what you're I asking. You're trying to make sense of something that doesn't necessarily make complete <laughs> sense. So this is him augmenting his metal arm with what he, what young Cable was able to use as that detonator. Ah, so when, then when she says, see you on the other side, she means when you get back. Right, because she knows that he is about to go and be killed by okay. Young Cable. That's what I thought, but then I was like, the necklace, because how does she have the necklace? Because Esme gives the necklace to Cable, so then he gives it back to Esme at some point? No, he gave it to Esme. I'm going back and looking. Or actually, she took it from him and put it on her neck. Yes, Alicia, that's how the order of operations goes when you're reading, right to left. Yep. Well, that makes more sense now. And I think it was literally just to be like, hey, that's Esme. Well, that's why I was saying, did you get that clue? Go back, look at it. And then off he goes straight into battle. And here we are with the part that I was like, I don't know, but I know. So this is Baby Cable and Baby Strife? No. But they're twins. This is not. All right. So. This was a couple whose baby was stolen. Yes. And you, you've read that issue. Okay. Don't and remember. because they didn't steal enough babies to open the dimensional gate, to sacrifice children to open the dimensional right. gate, and because Strife is who he is, clones and nonsense, he cloned some of the babies that they stole so that they would have enough babies. Yes. This I, so this is the original baby that is returned to the parents, plus a twin of their original baby who also has this last panel reveal is it cable is it strife is it something else imbued into this clone oh i was like they always had baby cable and now they have baby strife no so they always had their baby now they have two babies and one of them is a twin but also potentially a clone of it's a little messy but isn't strife a clone of cable right so really what makes strife strife is just conditions that he was raised in so is this 
cable or is this strife or is this just the genetic potential of that base? What makes strife strife is when so this isn't a clone of that baby. It's just a clone. This is a clone of their child. These two people. Yes. Yes. So. But imbued with some kind of connection to cable or strife. Cable and strife. Okay. What? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just feel like in my mind, logically, what, I, what I'm comprehending is that if the if if strife is a clone of cable and this baby baby b is a clone of baby a mm-hmm. then baby a would be cable and baby b would be strife baby a is not cable baby a is the child of this couple right baby b is a clone created by strife and potentially as teased with this last panel infused with the dna of nathan summers Okay. I understand. I just think it's a little convoluted. It is entirely convoluted. It's cable. I mean, you know, it's it's the time travel nonsense of what is baby Nathan, you know? Like, it's just like, so somewhere along the line, there's going to be a version of Strife who doesn't look like cable? Maybe. Ridiculous. And that that's why it's not conclusive in any way. It's like, hey, I could play with this at some point if I want to, but it'll be years and years from now because it's a baby. It's a baby. What'd you think of this issue? I liked it. I thought it it was, um, you know, I think from the sense that it always knew it was ending at this point, it wrapped everything up nicely and it wasn't too fast, you know, like it it felt like a solid ending and Mm -hmm. it went somewhere. It set something, it closed the door to this story while still setting up another story. But like if this was the end of all cable threads, you know, I would feel content Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I do want to know what old cable knows. Yeah, but I think yeah, I I, I liked know. it. It had humor. I was here for Deadpool, so you know, what did you think? I liked this end. Kid Cable is presumably gone from the six one six timeline later, and I'm fine with that. You know, we talked about in our Retcon Wranglers episode about how he came to be here in the Extermination miniseries in 2018. He's had some time. Yeah. Time. What is time? What is time? It doesn't matter. Cable. I wasn't sold on Cable at the start, and especially to have his own title. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why Why do I care about Baby Cable? I think a lot of this title has been about him and his relationship to his family, which is interesting because except for what we talked about when Gene and Scott travel to the future, they didn't really have time with cable as a child Mm -hmm. or as a teenager of sorts well i also think the fact that the title is called cable right and it's not like young cable it's not old man cable it's just cable right so from what i got from reading it is like yeah it is a lot about the younger version of cable but it's also about the old version of cable and how he plays into what krakoa has become well and also how it's been his plan the whole time like he planned for he knew young cable was coming to kill him he planned for it he created this which is like how does he know that he's gonna do it because he did it one time like so i hate it i hate it because i'm trying to figure it out and it's like a loop and how can it make any sense right what how does it what comes first right the chicken or the egg i hate 
But even throughout the series, Old Man Cable was shown in the first issue, in the last page. Right. So it's always he's always been a part of this story. Right, this that's sto- what I'm saying. It's not about one or the other. It's about well, the two of them. Yes, but I think it, Kid Cable was the driving narrative. It was also just about the continuum of Cable. I would agree with that. Shall we move on to the last issue? The final issue. Sword. A sword. We've already kind of talked about how I feel about this cover, but in case you didn't hear that episode, let's talk about it again. Tell me. It looks like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Doom's going to eat you for dinner. Does that mean you don't like it? I don't really like it. You don't really like it? Oh, man. I mean, so I've said repeatedly how I feel about layers. Yeah, I just feel like these layers make it look like they're shrunk on the table and Doom's going to eat them. Yeah, I just, I love it. And I understand, like, we're saying, like, ooh, you know, Doom and Storm, but that image, the preview image of their two faces side by side, I'd rather seen that as a cover. Hmm. And I don't need these other people on the cover. Yeah, this (laughs) this image tells you too much about what's going on inside and you don't like it because it's trying to do too much at once. It's just, I don't know. It's like it, the fact that he has a fork and a knife in his hand is just too literal to the fact that he's going to dinner. Like I do I do enjoy when the, the cover matches what's happening, but I just think the layering of these two things looks like De- Doom is going to eat them. And you can say whatever else you want to say about it. That's all I'm going to see. Like. That's fine. Tiny X people for dinner. I just love the loom of Doom. He just doesn't feel very threatening with a fork and knife in his hand to me. I don't know. I feel like doom is always threatening. Okay. Let's dig in. Page turn noise. Are you, did you read that? Oh, I t- 110% thought this was an advertisement. No. And this was is, upset. This is an 8x8 or 8x8. I don't know how you're supposed to read that. This is an emergency call. This is a distress call about... The planetary attack on Hala, Throne World 2. Well, I skipped it and I understood the issue just fine. Sure, yeah. I mean, they give you, and you also read Guardians of the Galaxy 16, which this Right. This is assuming to, maybe you didn't. Yeah, this does a lot to make it so that you didn't necessarily have to read it. It does help in that I didn't realize at first what mindless ones were, and they're mm. pretty blatantly laid out in this. But yeah, I really thought this was an advertisement. I was kind of PO'd that there was two ads at the start of the comic and not the actual comic. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. But we pick right back up with a lot of context about what happened in the Guardians of the and Galaxy. Let's just talk for a second. Why is this guy in jail if everyone seems to love him so much and he's such a great hero? So I'll tell you, I did look him up because I didn't know who Captain Glory was. Mm-hmm. Glory, which is his name. <laughs> That's his, he's a Kree super soldier. Okay, yes, I got that. So it makes me want to read Empire. I did not read Empire. But Captain Glory tried to stop the alliance from happening. So the alliance between the Kree and the Skrull. I see. And so he was offered a diplomatic posting as punishment for his treason against the alliance, but he rejected it. He was like, I'd rather rot in jail. Yeah. And he even said to Hulkling, he was like, you know, I am a weapon and you can holster me, but I will be there when you need me and you will need me. And that's why I did flip through 
the issue where he gets put in jail just for context as to who he is. But yeah, he is, he is probably, I think he's described as one of their best warriors, but then he's taken out. Sorry. Spoiler. So yeah, they're fighting, they're duking it out. Dormammu's just sending his little mindless or, or large, varying in size. Mindless ones. Mindless ones. And you know, the battle ensues and Alpha Flight is not responding. Nope. And Hulkling is confused by this. Yeah. My allies on Earth are not here. How come the Avengers aren't coming? Don't know. Don't know. The Last Annihilation. Full Spectrum Diplomacy. Written by Al Ewing. Art by Stefano Casali. Color artist, Photobunkers Fur, Sefuente Sujo. Letters by Ariana Maher. And now... That diplomatic dinner. Paradise dinner. I, these pages are beautiful. Yeah, they're really gorgeous. And I do really like this the setup in that, like, you know, Doom's being diplomatic and he's very excited that Storm is finally in a role in which she deserves. Yeah. But there is that little dig of, like, I'm glad to see you as a queen and not a king's wife. Yeah. Oh, That's... oh snap. So the unfortunate business with Arcade mm. that is referenced, that is the essential callback to this issue where Doom and Storm were at a dinner and she was essentially not really his captive, but uh, she was distracting him as the X-Men infiltrated his castle. Oh, interesting. So here is... Oh, look at that. So this is really pulling from it was later retconned to be a doom bot yes well he references that he references that but you know claremont had intended that to be the actual doom that was the real doom but yeah the the digs about the and then she's like let's not do you really want to discuss our respective marriages The true doom would never disrespect a goddess don't flirt victor it's unbecoming i love it yeah. i love it because she's making eye contact for all of them and then that one she's taking a sip and she's like please don't do it but yeah the uh so doom doom in his recent marriage did not happen it fell apart and that was actually very recent to the fact that I couldn't read the issues on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, wasn't he getting married in like the Fantastic Four were invited or something? Yep. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Sorry, Doom. Sorry. Wait, I, before we move on, I just need to go back and, and just say I was very much amused by I refuse to open my mouth grill <laughs> for any dish less magnificent. Aurora. This. Is superlative. Just the jokes, the, the repartee. As they yeah, would say, you know, it's like fantastic. The, would it be a rude of me to kidnap your chef? An act of war, but an understandable one. Like, it's yeah, just, just like, it's just too, are they friends or are they enemies? Uh, they're coming to this table as, I don't want to say equals. I don't want to say like they recognize the there's, power. There's within respect. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, let's have a talk because I respect you, but I'm still your queen. <laughs> yeah. And then we go back to the action, back to the Throne fighting world. What? The, so this accuser, Lori L. I can't. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I, all I was like, where's the hair commercial? Where's the soap? Right. Where's the shower? Where's the swinging hair back and forth? So this is Captain Marvel's half sister. Okay. It was recently retconned that Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers is half Cree. Oh. Yes. And this is her half sister. This is the full Cree now donned accuser. 
L'Oreal. L'Oreal. I know it's not, but it just makes me think maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's Cree. <laughs> maybe she's half Cree. <laughs> anyway. Captain Gloria's taken down. That's just... But that's how he wanted to go, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is just all destruction everywhere. This is really sowing the epicness of what is this annihilation, this mm-hmm. attack from Dormammu's mindless ones. And even Hulkling's sword is destroyed. So his sword is imbued with cosmic power. Well, clearly not enough. Yeah. This just underscores the threat that it is the mindless ones. Mm-hmm. Excelsior is the name of his sword. What is that like? Stan King Lee's Arthur. Word. Oh, Stan Lee. Excelsior. Yes. Okay, now it's dessert time. Yes. I like Let's... that we each have our individual desserts, okay? Yeah. We cater to what we like. Mm-hmm. It's not a group meat. It's not, everyone's not eating the same thing. I'm a queen. I, I have a private chef. You do multiple types of desserts. And I like, you know, okay, so Doom is like, listen, I know. I know what you the did. The secrets about Mysterium. And Storm's yeah. like, you think you know. No, he knows. Right, but she's also like, there's more. We don't need you to know. Like, you don't need to know, but you know. But like, how do you know? Yeah. We don't, we didn't share this information. Yeah, it's or not something. public knowledge. That's not information we've given away, Victor. How did you know? Victor sip, Von sip. Doom is studied the arts arcane. You know, he is uh, almost, almost at one point had been the Sorcerer Supreme. Well. And this dig about, so mutant technology, as he mentions here. That's a term that's originated in S.W.O.R.D. issue one. Mm-hmm. And it's the label of what's going on in the mutant circuit. So basically when mutants combine their powers to do something, oh, that's, that's mutant, mutant technology. technology. And I, also, the the Mars uh, creative team, as I'll call them, have been labeled the six now. So there's the five and then there's no, the six. The six are the circuit that retrieve Mysterium in issue one of S.W.O.R.D. Oh, Okay. And that's when we first get the definition of, because you haven't read Sword. Sword mm-hmm. comes after Ten of Swords. The Six is this team that is able to first retrieve Mysterium. I see. From other dimensions, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and we only get some information about the fact that, you know, it's from the White Hot Room, the mystery. But my favorite two panels, two images of this entire issue are those side-by-side faces. Yeah. It's so good. Well, and this uh, this quote at the top of that page, I have done the same myself with one significant difference. I wore gloves. This is, he said something similar at the end of issue one in his final, like randomly. He's not in issue one at all, but the final quote, you have stolen fire from heaven to hold in your hands. How could I object? I have done the same myself with one significant difference. I wore gloves. Be careful, Victor Von Doom. That's exactly what he says. Right. Like I was I was like, are you reading this issue no, or the other? I was reading the quote from issue one. <sighs> and that so that's a tease since you know a couple months ago that that's where this ties in. Crazy. And then Storm gets her telepathic message yeah. that she's got to go. Things and are happening. she just... Address the Great Ring if danger comes. You know what the Great Ring is, right? No, you don't. You don't. No. The Great Ring is essentially Arako's quiet council. But Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I saw it because theirs is unified as a ring and, and Krakoa's is split up. Yeah, we talked about that. 
So Storm's just like, all right, I'm going to blow up this table because I got to go. Okay. <laughs> Dinner's over. Yeah. So Doom. Get out. Like, Which like, why does she have to like, she should have just like silently dismissed him. I would agree that this is kind of a rash action in to distance herself from Doom. I don't know if that's what you're saying. That, like this attack of the table with the lightning bolt. Yeah. Well, I just feel like he made a comment about the fact that she got a message in her head, but she could have like just calmly left. Well, yeah, he made the comment about the message in his head in her head, but he also was like, you need me. You need my knowledge. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You're playing with bigger things than you understand. And I don't know. I mean, like I said, like I've said before, I don't obviously know the characters as well, but it seems like that kind of quick reaction that doesn't seem characteristic of storm to me it seemed i would have i would have imagined that storm would have you know left with this confidence even if she was feeling attacked or feeling like she needed to stand her ground that she would have more authority if she just said what she says but just leaves it's yeah. almost like you're you're putting too much you're you're showing this big flex because but now it's like looking like you're scared like you needed to do this yeah I agree with the fact that she needs to send some kind of message, right? She needs to distance herself from Doom who's trying to align with her and with he's trying to prove that you need me. And she's like resounding, no, I do not. And I no longer want you here. I think that there would have been another way to do that, but I would not sacrifice that page. Oh, no, it's beautiful. It's so good. That lightning strike to the table, he falls back and just Aurora. So epic. Yeah. And just just the fact that like what he's calling them out on, you've taken a mysterious metal from otherworldly dimensions and made it a common currency. This is going to have repercussions, which yeah. is true. It's and he's, very true. He's saying a lot of very true things, but he's saying it in a way that is kind of disrespectful to her. Well, I wonder like how much does Storm know? Exactly. She because doesn't. maybe that's why she's upset because that doesn't seem like something Storm would get behind. So she has not been involved with Sword up until this point. And I don't really know how involved she is with Sword in the sense that she's just working with Brand. Oh, uh, Brand. Oh, God. I love it. I you, love it, but I, You love it? Yeah. That I mean, so I don't love it in like a I need to root for the good guys. I love it in the fact that I need narrative conflict, and that is some deep narrative conflict. Yeah, I don't like her. She's, she's pulling she's pulling an Xavier right now. She's pulling some beast moves. She's like, let me do this because I'm better than you. She and Beast used to date. <laughs> that explains something. Okay, got it. But they Noted. show up. You know, Abigail briefing storm, but then shows up to the rescue for Emperor Hulkling as he's. Seemingly about to die, you know, he's Yeah, he's not doing well. No. And then they're just there. They they, you know, little teleport him to medical and take care of everything, ship shape. Yeah. Don't worry, we got this. And then you get yeah. and now. No, hold on. But it's a little selfish, you know, I wanted to break some ice between Krakoa and the Alliance. Right. The Wanda thing, calling her a pretender. Billy oh, hates yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's probably what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's, that's probably what it is. It's yeah, not the fact that she's dead. It's not that she's dead or anything. She <laughs> just probably fact, um, yeah. can't hear you right now. Yep. No, she's sleeping. <laughs> she's just sleeping on her magic. She not dead. She's sleeping. Is she available? <laughs> uh, this, uh, they don't, they don't give you enough of her for you to know who she really is, but Cora, with the text that is black and yellow. Mm-hmm. Introduced in Sword 5, she's an Iraqi mutant 
who has the power to amp up other people's power with this exposed flame in her heart. Yeah, that's dope. She's, I want more. And like, I feel like they know I want more and they're teasing me. And I'm fine with it's that, coming. but you've got to deliver it. You're going to get it, I, I think. Okay, so this is an instance, right, where putting a data page in the middle of two things makes sense. At first, I read, okay, it's always the same in a crisis. Yeah. And then it ends with, People show you who they really are. And then in between that, you see who she really is. is. Okay. That, if you're going to put a data page in the middle of things, that's how you do it. Right. Well, because I feel like I read this page. I read this final splash before I read the data page. I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. I read the data pages first, begrudgingly sometimes, (laughs) but I do it because I, I always think of Liam, okay? And he used to say to me, artists put an album in an order because they want you to listen to the songs in that order. And you're going to get the most out of the album if you listen to the songs in that order. Mm. Okay. So they put the pages in this book in the way they put them for a reason. So I try really hard to read them in the order. And that was a moment where I felt the impact because I I read the data page and then I went back and I read her say, people show you who they really are. And I went, wait, what? And then I went back and I read her line before that again. Actually, I actually think I might have done the same thing now that you're saying that because I flipped back because I was like, wait, what did she say beforehand? Yeah. So, so I let's talk about this. This eyes only. This this deep all deception. this redacted business. First well, of all, her redaction is her long term plan, right? But what we find out the not redacted is the right. But first of all, the idea that she's keeping notes so that she can refresh her potentially resurrected self. I think that's wise. Right. No, because, yeah, moves and counter moves. More people need to be doing that, I think. Everybody should be required to write in a journal if they're on a big case at the end of every night or have, you know, like Sage has her database or whatever it is, her log. Like if you're doing something big, you need to have a log because we can't guarantee that all your information is going to get backed up. So I thought that was very wise. Yeah. But uh, what the heck, lady? She is on her own side. Like I intercepted the message because I wanted to be the hero. Like, well, yeah, but also I know that I need that connection to the Alliance to further the plans that they're doing. And by they, I don't mean Krakoa because in issue one of sword, she makes it very clear that she is not, that sword is not an extension of Krakoa sword speaks for soul. Dangerous. Yeah, like she, if the Quiet Council found out about that, she says. Right. Needless to say, if the Quiet Council found out about that, well, that's why it's eyes only. Yeah, but I mean, like, what? So it's it's an interesting divide of what the power of the Quiet Council is over someone like Abigail Brand, who's been put in this power to essentially police the solar system in relation to intergalactic threats and that she's making this move on her own. She's been making all of these moves. So she was the one who led the mission to retrieve Mysterium. One might say that she knew what she was setting up from the start. Like she I'm was sure she this, did. Right. I'm sure just based on what I've learned from her, this issue, I'm sure she doesn't care, you know, that she stole it basically. Yeah. And now she's the one manipulating relations between the Alliance and earth. All I have to say is, Girl, when Storm finds out what you're doing, you're going to be in trouble. Probably. I'm scared for you. 
Probably. I mean, she just literally broke a table because Doom like said something mean to her. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of this issue? Well, I like before before that. Who is Abigail Brand then? So like, if someone shows you who they really are in Crisis, who is she showing you? In the sh- essentially, and and this is the question of is Mysterium being stolen? Is that being now this common currency? What is calling Dormammu from the dark dimension? Because he is coming from a dark, and that's what essentially Doom is insinuating is that he's responding to a shift in cosmic balance. Oh, snap. And so I don't know if that's exclusively why that's happening, but if it was... I feel like, first of all, your question is a question that I would need to prepare an answer for that I didn't prepare an answer. So what I'm going to say is I think that she is showing us that she is like steps ahead. She's streets ahead, if you will. She's streets ahead. She knew this was going to happen. She set up a way to intercept. She doesn't care. She's just going to, like, I feel like it gives her very, like, not be not like the clout, but the planning and strategy of a mob boss. Yeah, you know, Brand is someone you need to watch out for. Like you, like she. Like I don't quickly, trust her. No, at all. Well, because, but also, I want to know what her motivations are. Like I want to know her long term plan that keeps on getting redacted. Well, it involves Storm. Well, that's yeah. the only word we see. Because it involves Soul, and that's what her goal is: is to protect Soul. So I don't think Storm is in danger. I think Storm potentially will be doing things without full knowledge of right, what she's doing. Right, but that's doing. what I'm saying. I'm saying if you keep acting like Storm is your puppet, when Storm finds out that you've been puppeteering her, she is going to come down on you. Hmm. That's my personal opinion. I agree or that's that- what I'd like to see anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's interesting that I was drawing some connections between Brand and Beast and just the actions that they're taking, the manipulations that they're doing. Get out of here, Beast. I'm happy I haven't had to deal with you in a little bit. It's been a while. He was in Excalibur, but only for a a couple. All right. What's the Krakoan for the next issue? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Oh, but what did you say? You you liked this issue? Oh, and last uh, Cables was Cable Reloaded. Oh, because that's the next one. Yeah, that's the one shot that is part of, which is interesting. We didn't, you know, not to go back to Cable, but Old Man Cable's last words were body slide to sword station. Right. Because he is now going to the, be involved in this story. The last annihilation story. Al Ewing is writing Cable Reloaded. Al Ewing wrote these this two issues back to back. Sword and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked it. It was it was good. It was entertaining. It wasn't mind blowing. Yeah, I felt like it didn't have a whole lot because it did a lot of work to sum up what happened in Guardians of the Galaxy, it moved a little bit of that forward, but it recapped a lot. And then it gave you your your diplomacy dinner. Yeah, I feel like you got a lot out of what happened with Doom and Storm and you got this kind of hidden in the background plot of Brand. So yeah. I think those two things are going to be important in the overarching story, but it it was a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of battle, but I didn't hate it. It was, ni- it was nice to look at. I liked the art. Yeah, I mean, it was an overall, it was a good issue, but it just wasn't my favorite of the three. That's fine. But yeah, that's fine. I think I put it last just because Sword is probably one of my favorite titles mm-hmm. of the X line. And I I liked the, it was a lot of battle on the Guardians of the Galaxy side, but then the development of the dinner and then the reveal. I just, I know you said that you didn't love 
or you, you now you're, you're questioning Bran, so you didn't like the fact that she revealed her secrets. But I... no, it's not that I didn't like the fact that she revealed her secrets. It's that I now don't like her, which is not to say that I'm unhappy with the writing choice. It's just to say it's like you just understand this about me, okay? When I don't like a character, I take their actions personally. So now I feel personally victimized by Abigail Brand because what are you doing? I don't like it. That's all. Yeah. I just like it because in it's the same reason why I hate what Beast is doing, but I like what it's adding to oh, the Oh, yes. You know, I in a world, and I think I've said this before, in a world where you're best friends with your enemies – we need other conflicts. Oh, and I agree. I agree completely. It's a great story arc. It's a great plot point. You, you need that. You need it so bad. It's just it angers me in in a way of like, like I said, like in this world, if I'm in this world and I find out this is what she's up to, like that's not okay. You know, you could put so many lives at risk by taking that call for help and doing what you want with it Mm -hmm. and so that's where my anger comes from but obviously as a you know a plot point i think it's great but from a personal standpoint the hell you doing the hell you doing hey guess what next week what we only have two issues what Ooh, you know now you want the three what have you done to me i know though right i that's why i love i i really only read x-men the oh, x line for now well yeah, and sure. guardians of the galaxy soon to be black panther i'm fine with that especially because <laughs> i looked a couple weeks ahead and some weeks there, there was one week i think there was only one issue oh my goodness what will we do something else with our lives maybe another episode on something other than new comics maybe but next week is Hellions 14 mm-hmm. and X-Men number two. Ooh, X-Men number two. Wow, that month went by pretty quick. Yeah, I think it was less because it was what? 7-7 seven, seven, that X-Men number one came out and it'll be 8-4 next Wednesday. All right. Well, that was fun. Until next time, old friend. Charles. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 